It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. The show is made possible by patrons like Gene and Ben, Alan, Ron, Juanita, Pamela, Stephen, Nancy, Jim and Robbie, Jan, Daryl. Thanks so much for becoming patrons and uh, supporting the program. You can as well, by the way, just by going to thepetecalendarshow.com. Click the link that's up at the top there, and it'll take you to the Patreon, and you can see some of the stuff that you get uh, by becoming a uh, supporter of the show, like exclusive content, for example. We do live streams every Thursday night, although, programming note, no live stream this week because it's Thanksgiving. Um, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Uh, all right. Also, uh, the show today presented by General Equipment Rental and uh, love these folks over at General Equipment Rental. GeneralRents.com is the website. Uh, what a great business. They've been here uh, for generations. They are th- a third generation uh, business and uh, they have all of your equipment rental needs, whether it's uh, small power tools or something or, you know, large earth moving equipment, they've got you covered. OK, and right now they still have Husqvarna auto mowers for sale. Not many, but uh, they're offering 10 percent off while supplies last. Uh, these are the Roombas for your yard. They just drive all around on their own. They recharge themselves by going into a docking station. They map your yard with an app. And so uh, they don't go beyond your uh your boundaries. And if somebody takes it off of your yard, then uh, it shuts itself down and uh, the GPS will tell you exactly where uh, the thief is. So it's a fantastic tool uh, and it means you don't have to mow your yard anymore. What a what a wonderful gift to give somebody that has to mow the yard and hates doing it. Okay, now maybe you love mowing your yard, but there are a lot of people that do not. So this thing just drives all around and mows the yard for you. So again, they have tons of other equipment, general equipment rental. Uh, They've got great deals on all sorts of equipment. They are, in fact, your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider. So uh, if you got some tools that need to be tuned up, take them over to General Equipment Rental. GeneralRents.com is the website. They are located in Weaverville uh, at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road, family owned and operated for three generations. General Equipment Rental. Think outside your toolbox. All right, so some big news that I think might actually have long lasting impacts on the politics in Buncombe County, okay, but also um, a pretty interesting window into the mindset of a lot of local lefties. So uh, what am I talking about? Project Ranger. Project Ranger is a $650 million investment. This project uh, that was uh, kept all hush-hush under the, the pseudonym Project Ranger. This is what they, you know, they named the project, so this way nobody knows what they are. Um, 445 acres. And this project is going to be the largest investment and new jobs announcement in the history of Western North Carolina, according to the Asheville Citizen Times. It was revealed that Biltmore Farms Company had plans to build this large manufacturing facility. It's going to be in southwestern Buncombe County. And when they revealed the details, 
outrage ensued because it is Pratt and Whitney. Yes, a Fortune 50 company and a manufacturer of airplane engines. You don't see the problem with that? Well, they're airplanes, and they're, the airplanes need engines. And so you have the engines, they go on the airplanes, and then the airplanes burn the jet fuel. There you go. Uh, there you get. Yeah, and climate change. Right. So outrage has ensued over the climate change. But also, Pratt and Whitney, uh, despite the fact that these... So what they're doing is, from what I understand, they're making parts of... The airplane engines. That's the idea. They're going to make parts of the airplane engines at this facility. And most of these engines are going to go into commercial planes. But some of the parts are going to go into other engines. And those engines are going to go into military fighter jets. Yeah, so it's just it's, it's a double. It's a twofer on the evil scale. So in terms of jobs and investment, according to the Citizen Times article from uh, last month, actually, it's the largest announcement in the history of the 18 Western counties and the largest in the state of North Carolina in the past five years. That, according to Clark Duncan, the executive director of the Economic Development Coalition for Asheville. Isn't that interesting? This is the largest in the state in the last five years. Have you heard anything about it outside of Asheville? Anybody living down in Charlotte, you're listening to the podcast. First off, thank you very much. I appreciate it. If you're in the Raleigh area, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. But have you guys heard anything about this Raytheon project? The biggest in the state in five years, in, in Cooper's entire term. Governor Cooper's entire term. The biggest deal. Have you heard anything about it? Work is already underway at the site located between the Blue Ridge Parkway I-26, and the French Broad River across from the North Carolina Arboretum. It's going to sit on about 100 acres. Uh, It's going to overlook the interstate, so a beautiful view uh, of the interstate. And (laughs) actually, it probably will have a pretty decent view because, you know, on the other side of the interstate, it's going to be the mountains, so you can see beyond that. Um, And they say it should be open by January of 2022. Hiring is going to start up in the third quarter of 2021. They're talking about at full build out, this thing is going to have this project is going to mean 800 jobs with an average wage of sixty eight thousand dollars. That's 60 percent higher than the average wage in Buncombe County. Eight hundred jobs. Um, Taking into account tax revenue generated by the new jobs, the agreement authorizes potential reimbursements to Pratt & Whitney of more than $15.5 million over 12 years if the company hits its job creation and investment targets. So, why do I think this might have an impact on our politics? Well, who generally works for a company like this? These are manufacturing jobs, and they're going to be at a defense contractor. Uh, Yeah, I'm not thinking a lot of leftists are going to be hired (laughs) or even seek employment. I think think a lot of leftists are simply, if they visit this site, it's going to be with some poster boards out front making chants of make love, not war. You know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of... (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot of interest among the left. But who knows? There might be. I mean, I'm not saying none will apply. I'm not saying uh, that people aren't going to get hired because of their politics. Um, I just think that you're that you're just not going to see a lot of folks of the left that get attracted to this kind of a job. Well, what does that mean? 800 new voters, basically. Let's say it's 600. Let's say it's 500. You got more people now that are voting that are coming to Buncombe County or they're already here. I, I don't know how many people are going to be, uh, you know, have the skill set that are already here in Buncombe County. So I'm not sure if they're going to be moving a bunch of people from other parts of the country, because uh, from what I understand, they did Raytheon did lay off people uh, over the last year. So there may be people that are going to move here from somewhere else. But I got to think their politics is going to skew a bit right of center. Now, I didn't hear anybody complaining about that or making that kind of argument. But that's the first thing I thought of. And look, maybe I am infected with the partisan, you know, brain warp now. But uh, that's how I saw it when I saw a defense contractor is coming. Well, that's going to anger the left. Oh, I bet that means not a lot of lefties are going to be taking jobs there, which means you're going to have a lot more what? conservative-minded voters. This might actually change the trajectory of some of the politics in Buncombe County on this path that we've been on. Uh, Because in the last election, earlier this month, this current one that just passed, uh, all of the Republicans on county commission, they all lost. If you were a Republican running in Buncombe County, you lost. So when they get the new county commission sworn in, there's only going to be one Republican left on that board, and it's Robert Presley. And the and Robert Presley, the only reason he's still there is because he wasn't up for re-election in his seat, in his district seat. He ran at large for the chairmanship. He challenged Brownie Newman, but he lost that race against Brownie Newman. But he still has his seat. So he's the last one. Because the other Republicans, they ran for re-election and they lost. And then with the, and this was under the new maps that uh, the Democrats had drawn, or as they call them, fair maps. So this way, no Republicans ever get elected in Buncombe County. These are the new maps. This is what we're left with. No Republicans, even though Republicans make up almost a third of all the voters, registered voters in the county, they don't get any chance at what more than one seat and by the way in 2022 unless these lines get redrawn dramatically to help a republican win um they're not going to have any seats it's just not going to happen under the current uh, district lines not going to happen so or, or again as i said democrats what they call these are fair maps um so there was this approval vote that came down uh the other day at the county commission and It's still a 4-3 Democrat-Republican majority because they haven't sworn in the new commission yet. That'll happen next month. Uh, So what do you think happened at this vote? Do you think it broke along party lines? What do you think happened? Well, first, let me play you some audio. These are just some clips. I I spliced them together, some of the people that spoke. And again, it's not in-person public hearing. But, um, you know, they, 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 they were all on the Zoom call. And uh, apparently there were like 30 people that signed up to speak at this county commission meeting. I'm, I did not pull all of the audio. Just just a few clips from a couple people, like four of them, I think. But it gives you the flavor of the arguments that were made by everybody that opposed approval of the project. This Pratt and Whitney project is nothing that you're for. How does the promise of 800 jobs justify getting into bed with one of the largest war profiteers in the world? Oh, wait. Well, 
let me just stop right there for a second, because speaking of beds, if you are looking for a new bed, then uh, I've got the mattress for you. It is at, it's not my mattress, no, but I do have a Mattress Man mattress. I did get my mattress from Mattress Man, but they've got brand new ones for you. Okay, you don't have to take mine, Um, but do take my word. Mattressmanstores.com has all the inventory there. You can check out all the inventory, or better yet, go into any of their four locations in Asheville, Arden, and Hendersonville, uh, and check out the mattresses. Their sleep consultants will help you pick the right one for you. And uh, that's what Christy and I did. We got ourselves a memory foam, a king-size memory foam mattress uh, about eight or nine years ago, and we love it. We love it. Although we are now looking at maybe, like, we might want to go the adjustable base route. We may want to pick up an adjustable base uh, uh, for our upcoming purchase of a new bed because um, we kind of like the idea of, I like the idea of being able to raise my feet improve my uh, blood circulation down in my feet. Uh, And also, Christy likes the idea of raising up the head of the bed so she can watch TV better. Um, So, you know, win-win for everybody. And also, by the way, right now, with the big Black Friday deals going on, you've got a free adjustable base with the purchase of select mattresses. This comes with a wireless remote as well. Um, If you want a Biltmore mattress, these are the mattresses that are at the hotel and the inn that are at the Biltmore Estate on the grounds there. Free box spring with the purchase of a Biltmore mattress. And they've got the triple zero deal going on. Uh, This is triple zero financing, zero down, zero interest for 24 months, and zero payments for 90 days. So experience the difference at Mattress Man. They have a 120-day comfort guarantee, local five-star delivery service, and uh, they ship nationwide. So uh, go check them out online, mattressmanstores.com. Buy local and sleep better. All right, so let me get back to this audio clip. Raytheon, Pratt & Whitney's parent company, is responsible for the deadly F-35 fighter jet and a major supplier of weapons to Saudi Arabia in its ongoing five-year war on Yemen. Have you seen the pictures of the starving children in Yemen? The UN calls it the largest humanitarian crisis on Earth with over 100,000 dead, millions displaced, cholera and starvation affecting 80% of the population, and one of the very worst COVID death rates in the world. It's a living hell, and Raytheon profits from it. Surely you commissioners understand that climate change is real and urgent, and that we humans are facing extinction because of it. And I hope you know that the U.S. military-industrial complex driven by the likes of Raytheon, is the single greatest polluter on Earth. Are you willing to be complicit with these forces of ecocide and genocide? About those promised 800 jobs, are they really so compelling? They say the average salary, the mean, will be $68,000, but the median salary will be $55,000. That's what most people will be making. Do we know what health or safety hazards these workers might be exposed to or the environmental impact of this plant on our beautiful land or how long these non-unionized jobs will last? The 20,000 workers just laid off from Raytheon last month should be a warning to us. Studies at UMass Amherst and Brown University have shown conclusively that many more jobs are created by investing in clean energy infrastructure, healthcare, and education than by investing in the military-industrial complex. I can give you references if you like. What we should be doing is investing directly in our own local businesses and social services, which are now in crisis because of the pandemic. 
reparations to the African-American community should be at the top of that list. Raytheon did not conduct these airstrikes. They were done by Saudi Arabia. But the bombs used came from Raytheon, and the delivery systems of F-35s were also from Raytheon. While the U.K. government, like the U.S. government, are the ones responsible for overseeing any weapons sales to foreign countries, both countries are failing at that job. The whole idea of building a giant factory for creation of engines for bomb delivery systems is extremely nauseating to me. I do not want to see Raytheon making a killing off a killing in our community. I do not want to see a leading merchant of death set up shop in our sacred mountains. There are many better things that we could do with these economic development dollars that wouldn't be uh, literally uh, rewarding a boom and bust business and um, it, the company has already said that they would um, that they are going to come here why should we be giving them 23 million dollars of, of tax subsidies to reward them for it when uh, we're, we're already uh, looking at a bunch of, of, of uh, laid-off workers from the uh, GE subsidies, uh, an industry that is making uh, very similar airfoils. We know Pratt Whitney is part of War Profiteer Raytheon Technologies. Does your end goal of 800 potential new jobs with economic benefits to Buncombe County does this goal justify being an accomplice in war crimes? A decision to incentivize Pratt Whitney would be morally and ethically reprehensible and short-sighted as well. These engines would also power commercial jets at a time when the future of the airline industry is uncertain. Carbon-intensive air travel contributes significantly to climate change and should be curtailed, not subsidized. Your projections of a revenue-neutral exchange is not convincing. 800 jobs, is that all? 800? But what of the 450 and more workers in Connecticut who lost their jobs when Raytheon made its plans to move Pratt Whitney here? How far could the $27 million incentive dollars go if they were used to keep afloat our local businesses? How many nurses, firefighters, teachers, and other frontline workers could be supported with living wages? And how many truly affordable homes could be built on those 100 acres at Biltmore Park West? And what of the environmental damage of this industrial development? All right, so... You got a pretty good idea, I think, of the arguments that were laid out by local residents, all of the left-leaning political persuasion, obviously. Um, I did find it interesting, a couple of the comments there, and this was repeated, and usually does get repeated, this our land, you know, our land, it's not your land. I know, like, contrary to what the, you know, the old him <laughs> the protest song of this land is your land this land is my land it's like i always took that as like this land is your land and then this land over here this land is my land see i always took it like that i never took it as oh it's all of our land i never took it like that so when biltmore farms owns this chunk of land and they decide to sell it for a development that's their choice because it's their land and it's not impacting you at all 
Except, of course, if they were to, you know, uh, uh, there's like runoff or something going on and then it affects you, then yes, obviously. But uh, or if there's like they, they, they put a hog farm there and now it smells up all the neighbors around it, then yes, that would impact you. But that's their land. So they keep talking like our land and our mountains and our city. I mean, yes, but it's amazing for, how you know, these collectivists who, you know, uh, uh, shun and reject the concept of private property ownership generally, uh, th- how how quickly they they claim ownership of public uh, lands or your land or other buildings and entire, you know, streets of downtowns like all of this is mine. This is all ours. It's the it's the collective good. It's just always one of these um it's always one of these hypocritical arguments I, I detect in the left. But uh, also, I noticed there was this, um, I would consider it to be a, a false choice, that this $27 million in incentives, uh, rather than going to uh, Pratt Whitney, uh, it, would, it, it should go to what? The public sector. It should go to <laughs> it should go to raising the minimum wage. It should go to teachers. It should go to uh, what? Healthcare workers as well. It should go to uh, they didn't say firefighters, or they did say firefighters, but police officers rather, not not police officers. Do not give it to law enforcement. No, no, that that's <laughs> that's not allowed. Um, public housing was one. You know, they think of all these different ideas for how the money could be used. And look, you know, cards on the table here. I am not a supporter of incentives. I have never supported government picking winners and losers. I do not like government saying, hey, let me take a whole bunch of money from these taxpayers, these businesses and homeowners and such. Let me take all of this money from you and I'm going to give it to this company so they come here. Um, I don't like the game at all. I do not agree with these tax incentives. However, uh, I have usually been in a very, very small minority. Usually people are okay with this. Republicans and Democrats uh, at the not just elected leadership levels at the city, county and state, but uh, also, you know, regular citizens, activists, advocates. Most of the folks that I talk to and have talked to over the course of my career covering these tax incentive deals, they're all okay with it. They're all okay with it. The only time they object to the concept, to the principle of the thing is when they don't like the project. When they don't like the person or the company getting the money, that's the only time they object. And that's what we saw here. Because if this was, uh, you know, Trader Joe's corporate office, nobody would care. <laughs> they, well, I should say nobody would care. Uh, these folks wouldn't care. These folks wouldn't care. And before you say, well, Pete, you don't know that they could they could show up and do that. No, they, they actually didn't. They actually did not do that. When presented the opportunity to do it, they did not do it. And I'm talking about specifically a Trader Joe's project. Yeah. When Trader Joe's came in and bulldozed an existing strip mall uh, that had locally owned businesses in it, nobody cared. Nobody who none of the folks who were like unchain Asheville, which, by the way, that's not a uh, that's not a public awareness campaign against, you know, putting dogs on chains. Unchain Asheville is this public campaign to pressure local leaders not to allow and for uh, uh, property owners not to lease out space to chain restaurants or retailers or anything like that. If you're a chain, then you're bad. 
They only want locally owned businesses. That's it. No chains. Unchain Asheville. You hear it, the arguments whenever there is a zoning petition that comes up or a development petition that comes up. And if it's a chain, then it's automatically, you know, evil and it must be opposed. Except, of course, when it was Trader Joe's. When Trader Joe's came and they, again, leveled a bunch of local businesses in order to build their supermarket, then nobody had anything to say about that. There was there were no negative comments about that. Everyone was okay with it. Why? Because it was Trader Joe's. They've got a really nice brie that I like. And and their and their wine selection is just fantastic. So, yeah, everyone is selective on this stuff. By the way, uh, if you are selective in uh, your military surplus purchasing habits, then Old Grouch's military surplus is where you need to go because all he's got is real U.S. military surplus. That's what he's got. By the way, if you have stuff, uh, maybe, uh, you know, from a relative, an estate sale or something like that, and you have you've come into a whole bunch of uh, military surplus that you don't want, then Head on over to Old Grouch's and Tim over there. He's always looking uh, to buy, you know, unique items. So uh, go check out the website, oldgrouch.com, for all of the uh, uh, or a lot of the merchandise he's got. But really, he's got so much stuff in the shop. You really need to go and uh, spend an hour just uh, in the shop and check out all of the stuff that he's got. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. It's on Main Street in downtown Clyde. And uh, he's got a whole bunch of uh, winter gear that's in stock right now for prices that are way cheaper than you're going to find at most outdoor stores. And again, this is real U.S. military surplus. Oldgrouch.com. It's uh, downtown Clyde, Main Street, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. And he's open Monday through Saturday and, of course, at oldgrouch.com 24-7. So this uh, project that's being uh, developed, by the way, so uh, uh, what do you think the vote was? at the county commission meeting on this. You had 23 people that signed up to speak, or sorry, 30 signed up, 23 spoke, and all but one of them were critical of the uh, of the, the proposal. And um, what do you think the vote was? Oh, let me use my uh, drum roll. It's a new sound effect. Unanimous decision to give the money to Pratt and Whitney. <laughs> the four Democrats all joined the three Republicans to approve the deal. Isn't that interesting? Now, this angered a lot of lefties. I'm not saying that they're angry enough to actually vote against a Democrat in an election. Don't get me wrong. That's just crazy talk. Uh, no, but they're angry. And so, you know, they they tweeted and Facebooked and that sort of thing. Um, and maybe they'll say some stuff at another public hearing or something. Maybe they'll launch some, uh, you know, some objections over the environmental uh, permitting that's because that's going to have to happen they're going to have to build some bridge it's going to be like a five lane bridge over the french broad river and so when they do that i'm sure we're going to get a lot of you know protests and they're going to try to gum up the works on that they're maybe discover some sort of you know endangered mollusk that's in the uh that's in the riverbed there and only there right at that specific location <laughs> so they'll be able to try to block the development of that project but it was a seven to nothing vote $27 million in incentives to Pratt & Whitney, uh, which is a subsidiary of Raytheon, the world's third largest defense contractor whose weapons have been used against civilians. 
okay, anybody who builds weapons has had those weapons used against civilians. That's, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. That's the truth. Because once you build a weapon, then bad people get a hold of them. Even good people get a hold of them. Good people who make mistakes get a hold of them. And when you make weapons to fight in wars, wars, a war is the breakdown of society, of civilization, right? And as much as we like to think, oh, you know, there are rules of engagement and, you know, there, there are the Geneva Conventions and all this stuff, but war is hell, right? War is the complete breakdown of any norms, of all of this stuff. And so people do horrendous things to each other in war, which is why you want to avoid it at all costs. Well, almost all costs. The planned $650 million factory in Southern Buncombe would build turbine airfoils. Dan Field, the company's project execution lead, said that as a unit of Raytheon, Pratt & Whitney's $21 billion in sales was 20 to 30% military engines. Over half is large commercial engines, he said. Um he told Pratt, uh, he told commissioners rather that Pratt and Whitney wanted to become part of the community, offering apprenticeships, college scholarships, and aiding in philanthropic ventures. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> uh, good luck with that part. <laughs> I just, I mean, you're talking about locals here that did not even want to let the sitting governor of North Carolina come and discuss high tech job growth at the Moog Fest. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because he was a Republican, Pat McCrory, and it was over the HB2 bill. Right. So the governor coming to town to discuss ways to build the high tech job sector in Asheville gets protested and uh, canceled because of the HB2 bill. But I'm sure I'm sure Raytheon money uh, will be accepted. Uh, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh yeah. Democratic chairman of the board, Brownie Newman, said that he thought too much was spent on the military and that the country has, quote, gotten involved in different conflicts around the world that we shouldn't have gotten involved in. By the way, I thought this was interesting too. the the conflict that everyone is citing in the new or in the uh, public comment section of this meeting. They're talking about Yemen. Yemen. Do you know who got us involved in in that conflict? It was Obama. <laughs> it's President Obama. <laughs> so how do you, how many of the people who voted or how many of the people who were speaking do you think voted for Obama in 20 uh 2008 and 2012? I would suspect that if you were to do a Venn diagram of the people speaking at the meeting and the people who and, and their votes for Obama, I bet it would be a perfect circle. Uh, completely 100% all Obama supporters. But now they're very angry that the Americans, that Raytheon, uh, with the American government's approval, allowed these fighter jets to be sold to, what, the UAE or Saudi Arabia, and then they used the, the planes and they used it for their conflict that Obama had gotten us involved in, and they killed civilians. And so that's Raytheon's fault and Pratt and Whitney's fault. And so we shouldn't give them any tax dollars uh, for the project, even though it's going to create 800 jobs. Although what was the one woman? I think her name. Uh, well, she said, uh, what, I mean, 800 jobs. Is that all? 800, 800 jobs. Is that all at a at a uh, average salary of over 60 K? 
it, yeah, that's that's a lot of jobs, folks. That's a lot of jobs, and that those are high paying jobs. The, this is it's one of the things that I have heard since I arrived in Asheville back in 2012, and I would take calls on the radio from uh, people who talked about the Gerber plant and how Gerber employed all these people, and uh, you know, and, and there were like the Anka plant, right? There were all these plants. Because, well, why? There's probably, you know, non-union labor. Um, but there were a whole bunch of manufacturing facilities and these large ones closed. And so these same people now that are ripping and bashing this project are the same people who, by the way, rip and bash the tourism economy that keeps the area afloat financially. They're the same people. And I know this because I listen to the meetings. These are the same people that show up and call in and give the public comment, and they're just opposed to everything. And look, as one with a healthy contrarian streak in him, I get it. I understand. I get the the knee-jerk opposition position. I understand it. But at some point, you have to employ some sort of consistent rationale here. And if you don't like the tourism jobs, and you're demanding manufacturing jobs to come in here, then... You can't really bash the biggest project in the last five years in the entire state of North Carolina, which happens to be a manufacturing uh, uh, play. Good grief, people. These are high-tech jobs. And by the way, this is also, um, there There also becomes, um, the, uh, uh, I don't want to say multiplying effect, but it is kind of. You've When you have an industry, like the, the, one of the guys I was talking about, the GE uh, incentive deal with GE Aviation. And he's exactly right. Like they already uh, shelled out millions of dollars for GE Aviation uh, to to set up here and um, building a lot of the same kind of components. Uh, but when you have uh, a lot of the same kinds of industries in uh, or the same industry in one area, uh, that can actually spawn off a lot of uh, sub- or uh, ancillary businesses that feed that industry, right? They like if you need certain components for that kind of uh, manufacturing process, then you may end up with more of those types of manufacturing facilities locating near the major buyer of their product. So you end up with this like a force multiplier effect. Now, you can go too far. You end up with so many that now people who work in those positions, they can just kind of hop from one company to the next. And if there are enough companies in that same industry in a particular ge- uh, geographical area, then they just drive the prices way up because they're constantly uh, you know, moving from one to the next in search of more money. And the companies keep paying more money to hire them away and so it can you do get to a saturation level, but two is not the saturation level I'm at. Okay, two is not it. Um, also, I do find this kind of ironic that they uh, they suggested one of the the women uh, who was suggesting that they have uh, the land used for affordable housing, and in the next breath she talks about the environmental impacts. Well, wait a minute. What's what's worse, one plant or hundreds of homes? Because if it's 100 acres you're looking to build on and you can get four units per acre, you think 400 homes, you think that's less of an environmental impact to build 400 homes? Or do you think that these people would approve that kind of a project? Do you think that the people who were opposed to this and speaking out against it, do you think that they would support a high-density development (laughs) right in their neighborhood? Do you think they would care? 
Of course they would oppose it because they oppose all of these types of developments. They oppose the housing. They oppose the retail. They oppose the office. They oppose uh, the uh, the industrial stuff. They it just it's just this constant anti development, anti growth, dare I call it anti progress position all the time. Six hundred fifty million dollar factory that's going to get built here. And uh, the chairman of the Democrat or the Democratic chairman, I should say, of the uh, Board of County Commissions, um, he says, beyond my concerns about the environment and climate, the single biggest concern I have about the future of the Asheville area and Buncombe County is that our community is changing into a place where only the wealthy are able to make a decent life for themselves. And I thought that was interesting. I, I agree. This is sort of the problem facing the Democratic Party writ large, which is it's becoming this party sort of an Elysium kind of party. You ever see the movie Elysium where uh, you got the uber rich that are floating around in their spaceship perfect utopia world um, because the earth has become so bespoiled, bespoiled or despoiled? Well, it's become polluted and it's all nasty and so all the poor people live down there so there is no middle class there's just all the poor workers on the planet earth and then you got all the rich people in their pristine utopian spaceship and that's kind of what's becoming the democratic party that's what they look like now a lot of really rich people a lot of really poor people not a lot of middle class people and I thought that was interesting that Brownie Newman is worried that this is what's happening in Buncombe County. But I also found it very interesting that his number one concern is the environment and climate. That is the single biggest concern he has about the future of Asheville, Buncombe, is climate change. That's the chairman of the Board of County Commissioners. His biggest, the biggest concern is climate change. Okay. Uh, now, if your biggest concern is getting your house sold, then uh, let me alleviate that concern for you. Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team. She outsells 99% of the realtors in the state of North Carolina. She's the only agent that I would use to buy or sell a house. Um, and, uh, you know, Christy and I are already using her, actually, to buy our house. Um, her phone number is 333-4483. Mountainhomehunt.com is the website. She's the official and only Homes for Heroes real estate agent in Asheville. This is a national program that gives buyers and sellers 25% back from the realtor commissions. This goes to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and members of the military. So veterans, active duty, and retirees. She's given back about $800,000 so far to folks in those professions. So give her a call. 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com, and start packing. So uh, back to the uh, Citizen Times story here. Of the jobs that would be created, 550 of them, of the 800, would pay at least 55 k 100 pay at least 75 k and then there are 150 jobs that pay $112,000 annually, or as I like to call it, um podcaster money that's kind of <laughs> the incentives <laughs> the incentives will be paid out as the company meets goals of creating jobs and builds the factory for which it will pay county property taxes and the incentives uh, payback time frame is 14 years so that's 27 million over 14 years that's the idea um let me give you some of the reaction that was online as as this was being decided, I was looking at Twitter and David Forbes, 
I used to have David Forbes on my radio show. He used to be a writer for the Mountain Express, which is an alternative weekly newspaper in Asheville. Uh, he got uh, fired when he tried to organize the like six members of the news department into a union because they were they made a cut or something, and he was trying to rally everybody. And yeah, he, it did not end well. So uh, he then started up his own. Uh, self-publication on his own blog. He has a Patreon account and all that. And um, he's still doing it. It's been, gosh, I don't know, six, seven years. But I knew David when he was a, a reporter for Mountain Express. And I thought he was a fine reporter. He did a good job at the time. Now, I'm not sure what has happened to David Forbes over the last six, seven years. Um, but he has gone full-blown left-wing anarchist, communist, radical. And uh, he is, I, I, I don't have any other way to describe him now except as a propagandist. That's It's what he does. He's a propagandist now for his particular movement that he is in with. And um, so take this from where it comes from. He says, Brownie Newman is acting like the soulless hack he is and basically saying Raytheon's bloodshed isn't the county commissioner's fault. And he blames the president and the Congress instead. This is one of the worst liberal, quote, it's not my department, so it's not my fault, whines I have ever seen. Commissioner Joe Belcher, a Republican, taking a moment to thank the Cecils and Biltmore because the awful old ghouls apparently don't get enough subservience. Do you detect a bit of animus? Just a wee bit? <laughs> Just a little bit. I think there is so much uh, at the heart of uh, this philosophy that you're hearing that and and david obviously ascribes to uh that or subscribes to i should say that uh it really is a uh it's a philosophy and a mentality born of of envy i don't think you get this level of animosity uh unless you have uh, a healthy dose of envy and because like for me i see people that make money doing things i don't like them i don't like their politics i don't like their business model I don't have this kind of envy and I don't have this kind of animus. And so I, I it's very difficult for me to understand this kind of approach to, uh, quote, reporting. So then he goes after Jasmine Beach Ferrara, who is the head of the Campaign for Southern Equality, he points out. Uh, she is a lesbian minister, uber lefty. And um, he said she votes to, you know, she supports giving millions to Raytheon as part of a wealth creation uh, plan vying with Newman to see who can fall farthest from their previous activism. Traitors exist in every community, including queer ones. He's not happy. Amanda Edwards, another Democrat supports Raytheon incentives, saying it will create more homeowners as every Democratic commissioner lines up with the GOP to support this deal. Same with Al Whitesides, the only black member of the commission, uh, who says the county, quote, has done a great job with tourism. And he says, in what world? And now needs to give millions to Raytheon. At this point, if the far right had won every single county election over the last decade, I'm not sure you would see any difference. Okay, that's just absurd. Of course, there would be a difference if the far right had won every election in a decade. There would, of course, be a huge difference. Um, not maybe in this vote. This particular vote went away you didn't like and you wanted it to be uh, scuttled. 
just like you want every hotel project to be scuttled. He wants every, uh, you know, all these tourists to stay away, to go home. In fact, this mentality, this anti-tourism mentality um, that uh, is uh, vocalized by this radical left-wing group, um, he articulates it, he gives voice to it uh, the most often. He is like the... He is the that's why I call him a propagandist in this in this front. Uh, So if you want to know what they're thinking, go over and read his his uh, website, the Asheville Blade. I used to give him money for when he first started it. I gave him money to to get him going, to help get him going. I was a patron to his show or to his um, his blog. And uh, I am not anymore (laughs) because I don't agree with it. But this this mentality this is what gave birth to the idea of the cartapult, the brilliant idea that we had, the cartapult, which is essentially, um, it's a trebuchet. It's a catapult, right? Uh, and I know they're different technically, but uh, you would have, because here's the deal. People in Asheville, like David Forbes and his merry band of malcontents, they don't like tourists, but they want their money. So how do you get the money without the people? Uh, I mean, yes, you can kill them and take their money, but that's too overt. Uh, at least at this stage in La Revolution. So what, how about this? A cartapult. You you set up a series of these big trebuchets along the interstate, and as the tourists come over the, 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 the plates or whatever, it would fling the cars over the city, shake out all the money as, it fl- as the cars flip over, you know, end over end, dumps all their money out, stuff falls all over the city, people pick it up in the streets, it's like a, a constant, it's like raining, uh, you know, laptops and money and cell phones and stuff, so we get all this stuff, and then the car just lands on the other side of the city and proceeds on its way. Right. And then probably they're like, well, I don't want to go back through that again. So then they'll route themselves around the city and never come in. I think it's pretty brilliant. And by the way, they would get to see the city as they're flipping over. They would get to see it. Oh, look, there it is. And then, oh, look, there it is again. Oh, there's the sky. Oh, look, there it is again. There's the sky. Just, you know, it makes sense. I gave them this idea. I don't know why anybody's uh, not implemented it at this point. I'm a giver. I'm all about solutions. And for some reason, nobody has taken this idea and run with it. I don't know why. I didn't even patent the thing. So uh, what else have we got? Buncombe County Commissioners, he says, uh, unanimously endorsed Raytheon deal, backing the $27 million in incentives uh, for the giant arms dealer to build Asheville plant. The arms dealer. Arms dealer. It, they're building, this plant is making turbine airfoils, like for mostly commercial jets and some, um, and then yes, some fighter jet engines. That's that makes them an arms dealer. Okay, like if that's the case, then everybody has blood on their hands. Every because there's no way you can live uh, a footprint-free life. He says, justice never comes from governments, y'all, from reopening hotels in a pandemic to pouring money into the jail to now giving $27 million to Raytheon, local government, doesn't care what happens to us. Act accordingly. There's a lot more of us than them. This is why I call him a propagandist. He's an agitator. He is whipping his radical followers into a mob. This is what he does now. Um... I'm not sure if he's on anybody's radar. Probably should be. He's on mine. Has been. He's been on mine for years. Uh, I watch what he says uh, because he is giving voice 
to a very radical uh, element that is infecting Asheville politics and has for a number of years. And maybe at some point the Democratic Party moves to excise this cancer. I'm not sure how they do it. But right now, if you listen to any city council meeting or county commission meeting, these are the folks that are calling in. They're Asheville Blade folks. He organizes them to phone in uh, during the public comment sections. Uh, A lot of times they help draft scripts so they can circulate the scripts. And so you'll hear people that get in there and uh, they start reading from a script. And when you're like, okay, so maybe they just wrote it themselves. But then they'll say a word in the script, they'll mispronounce it. And then you know they didn't write it. (laughs) There was one a couple of weeks ago that, what was it, uh, it was like a bifurcation or something like that. And they, they I forget, but they, they, they didn't read the word correctly. They didn't know how to pronounce it. So you're going to tell me you wrote the word, but you don't know how to pronounce it? Okay. Man, maybe that's possible. I'm not buying it. Now, I tell you what I, what I would buy is Grower's Hemp. I actually have some, so I can speak from experience. Grower's Hemp CBD oil. I take some before I go to bed, take some drops, and when I go to sleep, I sleep more deeply. I recommend it to you. Okay, so what are you looking for? You looking for deeper sleep? How about lower tension, immune system resilience, a balanced state of mind, positive mental outlook, a better quality of life? CBD oil. People take it for all sorts of reasons. Uh, I take Grower's Hemp. I believe you should as well. It's a natural alternative. Grower's Hemp full spectrum hemp extract. Add it to your daily routine. Okay. Um, as with all CBD products, here is the official disclaimer. That government requires these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease. And nothing I have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. You can also find it on the shelves at the Broad River Hemp Company in Shelby. It's at the medical pharmacy in Locust and at the Durham Co-op, which I think is in Durham. Pretty sure. Growershemp.com. Go to the website. And if you use the promo code Pete, you'll get 20% off. You're welcome. Pete, 20% off at Growershemp.com. From North Carolina farmers to your home, they control the entire process from seed to shelf. Growers Hemp. It's about the hemp and not the hype. Uh, all right. So last bit of uh, commentary here from David Forbes, who says that this company is a subsidiary of Raytheon and uh, the deal is the latest in local officials never ending quest to base Asheville's economy on the worst industries imaginable, which is totally not true. I mean, if it were like, wouldn't we have like way more abortion clinics going on here? The fact that the biggest industrial project in the area's history is for a subsidiary of a notoriously evil weapons company goes completely unmentioned in the article. He says, appropriately, the latest part of Raytheon's empire will be built on Vanderbilt land. The terrible old magnates want that war drone cash. Okay, Uh, so that's David Forbes. Then this, I think a lot of this prompted John Boyle over at the Citizen Times to write a column titled, Can We Get Some Unicorn Jobs Here? And he says, what we need here are the most absolutely perfect jobs. I'm talking unicorn jobs, folks. Big, fat salaries, 
fantastic benefits, extended leave packages, opportunities for advancement with a completely local company whose building disturbed no land in the making, produces environmentally friendly products that use no resources and require no fossil fuel burning for production. You know, some kind of thingamabob that smells nice, makes babies and old ladies smile, and magically appears in your home every week or so without shipping. So he says, clearly I hyperbolize. Of course, these kinds of jobs don't exist. But here in the mountains, someone is always going to complain when a new company comes in with actual real jobs, no matter the type of how or how good they might be. Most recently, he says, I was only mildly surprised to see the outpouring of opposition to the new Pratt and Whitney plant, which, I don't know, 23 people on a Zoom call. I'm not so sure that's an outpouring, but uh, he says, look, all right, they make these things, these uh, pieces of the engines, and the U.S. employs these warbirds and sells them to other countries. Okay. Obviously, it's terrible when these things are used and innocent people are killed. Sadly, we live in a world where terrible is not uncommon. The world is an incredibly complex place, and international relations are fraught with so many compromises and economic considerations that absolute pure moral choices are pretty much impossible to arrive at. He says, I wish they did not supply parts for warplanes, but I also know that those same warplanes, or the threat of using them, help keep us safe from countries that want to do us harm. Yeah, he talks about how there was an Amazon distribution hub that was announced for Mills River, and everybody was outraged because of that. They made the same you know, environmental concerns. Oh, it's not enough money. It's not enough jobs. There's another, what appears to be an Amazon distribution facility getting built at the old Enca plant site as well. You're going to hear the exact same criticisms there. He says, look, we can't all work at an organic kombucha factory or a new age goat yoga studio. The reality is those unicorn jobs are a fantasy. That's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, Become a patron of the program. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk with you later and don't break anything while I'm gone. (laughs) 